Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dicker, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Over this year, I've been doing a heck of a lot of one-on-one Zoom coaching sessions with clients. And as you can imagine, what has happened is there are a lot of the same questions or concepts that I've found myself explaining over and over again. And one of the things that complaints or concerns that I've had a lot of guys come to me with, and I found myself talking about a lot this week, is guys coming to me and saying something like, Damien, almost every woman in the city I live in appears to be married or in a relationship. And the thing is, I don't think they're just lying to me because I've they've shown me the ring on their finger or they've shown me photos in their phone. Or a guy will come to me and he'll say, Damien, pretty much every woman in the city I live in expects guys to pay for everything for them. They just, they're really just looking for a guy with a big wallet to take care of them. So every time a guy comes to me and says, Damien, all women are like X. I know that most of the time, like nine times out of 10, it's because of one of two or both problems arising in this guy's inner game. Number one is called his seduction demons. And the second one is called his locus of attraction. Now, your locus of attraction is by by far the easiest to understand, the easiest to accept emotionally, and the easiest to change. So I'm going to be talking about that today. But stay tuned because next week I'm going to be talking about your seduction demons. And that's a far more advanced topic. But if you'd like to know what your locus of attraction is and how that's impacting the way that you view and interact and experience women, keep watching. So when a guy does come to me saying, Damien, in my experience, all women are like X or all the women I meet are like Y, it is, of course, possible that it it isn't him, that it's actually all the women he's meeting or all the women in his area really are like this. So it could be that he lives in a particularly religious city or maybe he only dates religious women from a particular religion. That'll have a big impact on their behavior styles. Or maybe he lives in a culture that's radically different uh, to sort of a more westernized culture. Me a number of these factors. It is possible, but you know, more than 90% of the time, it's not. And I understand that actually, like dating coaching, seduction coaching, pickup artistry, all this different stuff can easily make us feel like all women are very much the same. They're very two dimensional creatures because what we try to do as coaches is we try to simplify the process of building attraction. So we, we almost kind of create these. Uh, these homunculi, these 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 set versions of personas of women and make guys think that all women are like this. But actually, they're not. This is just a bit of a template, a simplistic way of thinking about attraction, how to build attraction that's likely to work most of the time. But the truth is women are, are hugely varied. And, and if you really want to understand that, just think about... Think about all the men you know, right? All the different kinds of guys you know. And then think about women who you've heard saying, you know what? All men are liars. All men are cheaters. Uh, all men are irresponsible. All men are just big children. Um, you know, all men, uh, what, what haven't I said? <laughs> Liars, cheaters, all the bad things that you hear women saying all men are, right? Um, and you know, you know patently that's not true. All men aren't like that. Some are, plenty aren't. Probably you aren't yourself, so that's doubly frustrating to hear women say that. But it's the same thing for women. You can never say all women are like X, or even most women. There's just so much variation going on. Okay, so that's all fine and well, but how does that relate to your locus of attraction? What is that? 
So let's think about how your brain works. You see, your brain, um, your brain consists of a whole series of relational maps. So what is a relational map? Well, imagine that I were to say to you, what is the first thing that pops into your head if I say the phrase house pet? So for many of you, a dog popped into your mind first, for others, perhaps a cat. For others, maybe a horse or a pig <laughs> or a lizard or a fish. But something popped into your head first. Now, for me, it was a dog. I have a dog. Um, and whatever animal that first popped into your mind is the animal that's most closely mapped in your brain to the concept of house pet. So for me, dog is most closely related, probably followed by cat, probably followed by fish, and so on and so forth. That's what my, my brain does. Yours may or may not do the same. It depends on what pets are familiar to, me, to you, because that's how your brain will start to create this relational map. It's just concepts that are similar. So for example, if I were to say to you another thing, what if I were to say to you, um, think of the concept of dog. What is more similar to the concept of dog? A horse or a house? Now you knew straight away that, that the horse was more closely related to a dog. And you didn't have to think about why, you just knew in your gut it felt closer, right? And then if I asked you why, you could think and go, well, they're animals, they've both got legs, they can both move, they can, they can both make noises of their own accord, and they're both conscious, all this kind of stuff. You could do if you wanted to, but the truth is that you just relied on the mapping in your brain. It's just your gut went, bam, horse. And this is because you're... you're, you're the easier a concept is to link emotionally, mentally, the, f the quicker it comes to mind. And so we're wired this way. We've got this big relational map. Okay, so that's relational maps. But what is your locus of attraction? What is a locus? Well, a locus, mathematically speaking, is just a series of points that satisfy a given condition. So if we put the, if we think about um, the concept of dog, and we place that as a point in the middle, and then I start saying, in 10 seconds, what are all the things you associate with the concept of dog? And I might say, oh, cat, kitten, puppy, collar, bark, claws, dog food, park. Okay. I don't know if that was 10 seconds, but let's say that was 10 seconds, right? Those are all the words that are most closely mapped in my head to the word dog, to the concept of dog. So if we were to draw a circle that just encapsulates those things, those concepts that are in my head mapped as close as possible to the concept of dog, that's my, that's my locus of concepts I associate with dog. So your locus of attraction is kind of similar. If instead of putting a dog in the center, <laughs> that sounds a little rude, but I, I'm not meaning to relate women to dogs, but instead of dog, I want you to place a woman at the center. Now this woman is, picture the kind of woman that you are most comfortable around. Now, I don't necessarily mean the most attractive. I just, what's the sort of the essence of a kind of woman who you would be most comfortable to talk to? Not even necessarily to flirt with, but just to talk to and interact with and be around. What kind of woman are you most likely to be yourself? What kind of woman do you feel most likely to be accepted by and seen by and listened to by, right? What does that woman look like? What are her, not necessarily even look like, it is how she looks, but it's more her behaviors and what does she do in her spare time? And is she tall? Is she short? Is she slim? Is she overweight? You know, what are the features of this woman? What is that essence? And that, that will be our center point for your locus of attraction. And then what you're going to do is your, your, your locus is actually going to be a certain distance from that center point, that idealized version of the woman you'd be most comfortable around. And the further we get from that center point are women who are less and less like the kind of woman that you're most comfortable around. So the, the, the locus represents an area of comfort zone.
for you around specific kinds of women. And this isn't just how a woman looks. This is more a behavior type or a, you know, you, you know what it is when you see it. It's, it's just a kind of woman that you feel most at ease around. So to give you an example, for myself, when I was in my early 20s, I had a very specific locus of comfort, right? And that was blonde, ditzy women who were kind. So, you know, you can have your blonde, ditzy, bitchy chick, you know, who's like gossiping and, and, and you know, bitching about everyone around her. Not that. I mean, your your blonde, like ditzy, really nice, sweet girl. Like I dated a girl for a while who was a, she was a cheerleader and she was so kind and lovely. And she would bake cookies for my mom and bake cookies for me. And like when I first went to her house, she like made a hand drawn map of how to get to her house because I was getting around a motorbike. So Google Maps wasn't a thing much of a thing back then. And so, yeah, she would like made a hand-drawn map for me with little cute little like things on it. That was my kind of girl. And if you took it, like if you went away from that locust spot, you know, you might get, um, you might get a, a an Indian girl who'd fall right outside the locust, right? Totally visually different, totally different type of personality. You might get a, uh, a brash um, African-American woman who's really outspoken, who's like totally visually different, personality-wise different, you know. And then you might get a, what about a goth chick, right? Like like a, a goth coder chick, like really intelligent, um, totally different. Again, visual style, dressing style, social network that she'd be around. What about a... Uh, um, what about a cougar, right? A woman who was like, at that point, I'm talking about when I was in my 20s, what about a woman in her late 30s, early 40s? Um, totally different kind of human being as well there. So these were all styles of women that existed but were too far outside my locus of comfort. And so that's your locus of attraction, but but how is that, what is your locus, how is that playing a role in your dating life? Well, what almost all men do is they'll, if they're on online dating, they're on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge, or they're out at a bar or club, or they're at a house party, and you're, you're looking for a woman that you'd like to talk to, what almost all men do is they, they're not, they tell themselves they're looking for a cute girl who looks available to talk to. But that's not actually what most men are doing. What most men are doing is they're looking for a woman who falls within the locus of attraction, who is also looks attractive enough to talk to. That's pretty much what most men are actually seeking. They don't realize that it's mostly happening on a subconscious level, but almost all men, they have their, their loci, their locuses, the plural of locus is loci, they, they have their, their, their little circles of comfort. And so what most men do is they're only looking for women who fit inside that, that locus of comfort. Now, this can be great. If you have a really, um, if you have, for example, my tall, ditzy, like, friendly women isn't such a bad locus of comfort for me to have. They're women who are generally going to treat me well and be nice to me. Sure, it could be a little bit hard intellectually, depending, you know, if that's what you're looking for, right? It can have some downsides, but that wasn't so bad. But very often, your locus of comfort is not ideal, and sometimes it's downright destructive. You know, what if the only woman that you've ever been around has been abusive? That can easily become your locus of your locus of attraction, right? Think about all the women you know who seem to date abusive guys. It's because abandonment, daddy issues, you, whatever it is, that's her locus of comfort. So that's what she keeps seeking out in men. And the funny thing is that it happens subconsciously. So you are looking for, you know, if you notice that all women are just want guys for his wallet or all women just want, just seem to be married or in long-term relationships, there are no really good-looking women who are single. When you that happens because your locus of comfort happens to um, 
subconsciously be looking for features that indicate that she's taken. Right? It could be certain ways of uh, certain body language cues. It could be certain ways of dressing. It could be, it's always a combination of things, but it's a whole bunch of things. And that tends to be women who are taken already. Right. And that's your locus of comfort. Well, that doesn't help you because when you stick to your locus of comfort, you're just stuck with women who are always not available or always just want men for the money or insert problem that always gets in the way here. So how can you change it? Because obviously you need to change your locus of attraction. In fact, I'd argue almost all men need to play with different outside of their locus of attraction, right? Because how can you possibly know what's ideal for you unless you've experienced lots of truly different kinds of women? So how do you break it? Well, there's two ways. Uh, one is, is the simple way. It's the lazy man's way. Get a friend to start picking the women that you're going to talk to on Tinder or online dating, or get a guy to pick the women you're going to approach in a bar or club. Like, get a friend. Even better, get a female friend. And why do I say that? I say that because female friends tend to be a little bit more sensitive about who you're likely to get along with from their perspective. And guys can do it as, as well, but women tend to be a little bit better at it. If it's a female friend, even better. However, the second way to do it, I believe is better because it's really about, it causes you to look inside and try to self-improve off your own back rather than rely on other people, is actually map out your locus of, of attraction, right? What is your comfort zone with women? You'll, you'll start to write down what's your ideal, uh, what is that most comfortable type of woman? Write down those traits, what her social life is, what she tends to look like, all this kind of stuff. And then look outside of that. You know, what kind of, what kind of woman might have something else to offer that would be interesting? And, you know, for example, now I'm in a long-term relationship with an extremely intelligent Indian girl uh, who's very outspoken and, uh, you know, she, you know, very different from that early, early template for me. But what do you think you could try that would be outside your locus of attraction, right? Start to map that out. You know, I, I did that. I, I dated lots of different types of girls. I dated the, the, the goth intellectual and I dated like just all different types of women. And, and I kind of learned much more about what I really want. And I created a brand new locus of attraction, right? When I go out and date now, uh, I don't just have one really. I have multiple ones because I've built familiarity with a few different, really different kinds of women out there in the world. Uh, and once you've got that, your world will open up and you will truly realize how varied women are and, and varied women can be. You know, if you don't like women who are like the ones you've been dating, you really can change it dramatically just by shifting your comfort area. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.